Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey gang, welcome to another episode of Dragon Friends. It's me, Simon. And um, just a reminder, if you finish this episode and are hungry for more Dragon Friends, um, you can always check out our Patreon where we have uh, all of the uh, Twitch adventures that we've done, Beef Babes and the Tomb of Annihilation, uh, all there in podcast form for you to enjoy. So uh, check it out. I hope everyone's doing really well and enjoy the show. And snippy, 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 snippy. Keepy, 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 keepy. Throw yourself on the altar of you, Ben, and Ben pray that you have found one day. Where's Baston? He was training in the jungle, bombing pancakes. He was running with the wolves. Where was Beatles? Learning to read from the talking dog, yeah. Where's Bangkok? He runs his papa's company. Dark Lord strides. He's a very naughty man. Firing together. The light for hope we call. Felch, wake up. Your eyes snap open to find yourself in a strange new room. Rows of bunk beds line a semicircular dormitory all filled with the shape of sleeping students. It is the middle of the night. You're a long way from Kalimshan, your home of the last three years, and unless you're very wrong, someone is calling your name. It all comes back quickly. You are in Switchmire Dormitory, one of four houses at the Grundle School for Wayward Ladies. You've enrolled in the school and your dragon friends have taken on the roles of guest lecturers. It is a roundabout solution to a simple problem. Find Eleanor Grundle, mysterious headmistress of the school, and convince her to rejoin the resistance against the city's new overlord, the Vampire Strahd. You're wearing school-issued winter pyjamas, your weapons and armor clumsily folded on a trunk at the foot of your bed, and there is a gentle rapping on the door to the common room outside. What's the password? Um, I don't know, whatever. Um, suck-a-fuck-a-ding-dong. <laughs> Come in. <laughs> the door opens a crack, and the face of Bobby Pancake nervously darts around the door. There's lots of um, girls in this room. Why don't you just come out? It seems weird for me to come in there. You shouldn't be in there. It's weird. No, so you come out. Okay, okay i got to get dressed. Okay, I'm going out. I'm not going to stay here looking through Bye, the door. Dad. I love you. Bye. Love you. Love you too. Okay, see you in a bit. <laughs> a few strange minutes later and Filge walks mm. in um, just having um, shrugged her, her armour back on with her warhammer um, held easily in one hand. Over the top of her pyjamas, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm, well, Alex is nodding, so I okay. yeah, yeah. Al, is, is, like a, is, is it a flannel pyjama situation? What's a... No, with a winter pyjamas, so you'd hope so. Mm. It's... Um, can I can I yeah. decide what Absolutely. it is? Absolutely. In the Switchmire colours, though. Mm. Which are? Do I know what they uh, are? Green and silver, I think we assumed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're green and silver, um, 
and they're embroidered um, already with my name on on the top pocket. Who, em- who embroidered them at that at that speed? Uh, Tiffany Bunderson. <laughs> Tiffany Bunderson. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a, a devil with a switchblade, but a genius with a sewing machine. <laughs> Tiffany Bunderson, write it down, Dave. It's canon. Tiffany Bunderson. I don't want to write it down, but I'm writing it down. <laughs> um, and on the back it says, uh, at bedtime we wear house-issued pyjamas. Which is, of course, the house slogan. <laughs> the house motto. For, for 500 years, the house motto has been, at bedtime, we wear issued pajamas. House issued pajamas. And on top of that, um, her hide armour, um, chainmail accessories and accoutrement, warhammer in her hand, and her backpack slung over her shoulder as she very carefully closes the door and blocking out the noise of gentle snoring on the other side. It is the middle of the night, as I said. Um, that was really good. Just maintaining the the fiction that we have just then. That was that, that just like that was good, good, and that's what I was doing too. Maintaining the the fiction of you being my daughter. So uh, let's go. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> can I can I just ask the the move you made there, Simon? <laughs> was it that Bobby is Bobby's now awkward about the fact that Phil and Bobby said I love you to each other? <laughs> Kind of. I think there's like there's, but there was like Definitely. there's like tension. There's like I think there's an unresolved. Yeah. Coral in no, there. I, from I, I, I love it personally. I love it. So now he can really relate to, to feeling awkward about telling someone he loves them. Huh? What? When what? did you last call your mummy? <laughs> now that? banknote, of course, isn't there. Neither is Baston. They went downstairs to the downstairs salon under invitation from Miss Grundle. So Bobby and Phil, you're upstairs, and Bobby, your mission, as was given to you by banknote, I have to say, was to explore upstairs. But of course, you are a free agent. So what have you come to do? Yeah, well, um, so I tell Field that, like, uh, Banknote said that there's something upstairs that's hidden, so we absolutely must go and check it out. Um, meanwhile, he's gone um, with Baston to meet Grundle. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, let's go Let's go check it out. What What's on the top floor? I don't know. Look, well, I don't have all the answers here. What? Why would I know? Let's just go. Let's check it out. All right. Don't be weird. I'm not being weird. You're being weird. You're being weird. You've been you've been being weird for a very long time, since like the beginning of this whole thing. Since we saw you in that burned out pub. So just, if anyone's being weird, let's just remember that you're the one who started being weird, and I'm not weird. I think you were weird when you jumped off the boat and didn't say bye, and then somehow only gotten weirder. Oh, I think you were weird when you um, chose to bring me um, back from the dead and swapped another one of our friends for me, uh, so that I would um, take his place, indicating that. Um, it's my responsibility that he's now disappeared. So that's also pretty weird when you think about it, <laughs> right? It's weird. That's a kind of a weird thing to do to put on somebody so they have the responsibility for somebody disappearing into yeah, another dimension. Yeah. That's weird. It would it would be weirder maybe to, I mean, let you die in space forever. But it's also weird to um, just give me so much guilt that I can hardly breathe every day. So that's pretty weird You know also. what also weird? <laughs> Sound of word weird. 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 Like, weird. Yeah, let's... How you even say weird? Okay, leaving this aside for a second. (laughs) Taking a uh, quick passage through the kitchens, knocking on the door to the cellars and saying the password, indelicto. Uh, Banknote, you and Baston 
are admitted after a brief pause into what looks like a very small, modestly appointed speakeasy. Obviously a subdivision of a much larger room downstairs with another one of the uh, prefects sitting at a stool at the door and an, even another one on the other side of the room at a bar. The room is otherwise empty. It looks like it could hold a small crowd, but it's currently empty. Uh, yes, hello. Um, um, thank you for letting us in here. We are here to see uh, Eleanor Grumble. Uh, the figure that you have not met uh, is a platinum-haired, as I said, school prefect in Switchmire colors. Uh, ben, we have met them, however, because it is Daisy Ribbons. Nobody sees... Nobody sees Grundle without Grundle say so. Oh, okay. Well, uh, could you please go and get her then? Um, That's not how this works. What are you doing here? You here for the show? You here for a good time? What's going on? Uh, we just had a. Uh, I won these tickets uh, by naming fifteen dragons. Are you you <laughs> show her the, the letter of introduction. Yes. Mm. Oh, was it tickets or yeah, whatever it was? I oh right. Well, look. Let's stub. get you set. I'm so. Let's get you set up with a booth then. Come on, come this way. Uh, for, but before you do, she says, uh, just so you know, the gratuity for the room, uh, for, the, for the table, is 150 dragons. What, 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 what is, what is, what, what is this table? What is this show? Well, it's real nice. There's a table. It's ringside. Um, we bring you drinks. It's a bottle service. R- ringside? Um, is, is this some sort of, is there a fight? Is this look, if you've got the tickets, you know more than you already should. <laughs> you know, it's the hottest, the most secret show in town. Excuse so, um, me, little girl. Yes? Are you a student here at the school? Oh, well, I guess you could say that. I'm a prefect at the school. Go to bed. <laughs> what is going on here? And out walks, um, out of a curtain behind the bar, walks a figure you've already met, which is uh, Justine Plummer, another prefect of the school who recognises you, Banknote, and quickly walks over. Oh, ah. Daisy, I see you've met our newest benefactors of the school, and she's kind of like nudging her. Uh, we must be very kind um, to these gentlemen and, and offer them uh, only, only, only the, the best service we have. Please write this way. She walks you up to the bar, um, and as she as she does, she's she's um, pointing out. She says, "Of course, this is this is just a small bar. You're welcome to come here." But I, as I think Daisy said, there is table service. Um, can I ask? And she's eyeing the valise that you're carrying, Sir Banknote. Uh, how much are you planning to wager today? We'll need to uh, make sure that our um, that we write you up with a suitable line of credit. Oh, no. Uh, no, I, I will, uh, I, I will stand off on um, uh, betting anything. My friend here is a um, terrible, notorious gambling addict, and I can't get be, enough. And it would, it would actually be crippling to his uh, very weak soul if we were to uh, be involved in uh, go, go, the, the, the sport of chance. Well, then I'm afraid you will have to pay. I, I this is, this is a. a if you're not here to gamble, then we, you will need to pay uh, 150 dragons. Unfortunately, we don't. What's you the if... minimum bet? 150 dragons. Oh well, this isn't working out at all. Mm. Okay, well I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna uh, gamble any money. I'm not gonna pay anything. So tell uh... you what I'm going to do. What? I'm going to write you a line of credit for 2,000 dragons. Cool. Okay, okay but just... I'm not gambling it. So you I'm can just feel free to write, to write me a line of credit, but I'm not gambling it. I'm going to write it. you no, credit. It's fine. It's all gratis. It's uh, well, not gratis, of course. It's credit. But I'm going to write it, and you can put it in your hot little pocket, and you cannot spend it. She hands a, each of you a small wooden tray with chips, and she's like, "And all you need to do is return these chips back to me at the end of the night, and we can clear we can clear your account." Uh, okay, um, j- just no, I- I'll take care of yours if that's okay. I feel like um, 
you know, given your uh, nature and uh, the things I know about you, it would be foolish for you to hold on to these chips. She gave the chips to me. They're my chips. Oh, but please don't know. I, I just, I just feel like there's part of you that cannot control yourself uh, around gambling. Of, of course, because of your letters of introduction, I won't, uh, I won't hesitate to give you a drink gratis. Of course. Ooh. Uh, are we drinking meat or royal tonight? Royal? I, I, no, no, we're not drinking. We're not here to I drink. I think royal. Mm. No, look, I, I cannot stress this Royal enough. for can't. the gentleman. And <laughs> Again, these drinks are complimentary. Just you keep the saying, table no, I've, I've been fucked by a drink too many times on this adventure. Why don't we do one of each? <laughs> uh, so neat, neat for the blue gentleman, royal and for royal. the... Very attractive, one. bold one, yes. Thank you. You're making all these things up, and I know they're going to be... Some of them will be bad, is what I know. Make note. Chill out, man. <laughs> Daisy, back to the tables. Gentlemen, if you will follow me. And I she pulls open a curtain, and smoke wafts out. Sort of cinnamon Ooh. clove smoke. And it's very murky inside, as she ushers for you to enter into the room proper. Okay... Hello there. Allow me to introduce my. my are there people sitting down? It's, who it's, it's a it's it's a lounge. It'll take you a second for your eyes to adjust. Uh, she's walking you towards a table, and people are are in their own conversations. It's not like they've all looked up or anything. Okay. okay. Um, so she walks you through, and as I said, it takes your eyes a moment to adjust. Um, but you start getting the sense that this is a larger uh, salon room, absolutely dominated. It has to be said by a timber framed fighting ring that somebody has erected in the center of the room with quite elegant tables dotted all around at small black tables and even gloomier booths ringing the outside of the room. Impossible to ignore is one um, booth far on the far side of the room that is lit by candles and is quite fancy even in these decadent surrounds. And you can see that there are two figures in the candlelight sitting there. Otherwise, the room has... A few figures dotted around, but it's probably a, a quarter occupancy. Those two figures, uh, one of them is a man dressed in a heavily embroidered suit, cut in the gothic style, ruby red waistcoat, long, pallid, beautiful face, fiddling listlessly with a heavy steel goblet in hands that are heavy in rings and gemstones, uh, while he's clearly waiting for the night's entertainment. And sitting next to him is another woman in a tightly cinched, high-backed funerary dress, Unadorned in jewellery, save for a simple black ribbon choker with a brilliant fire opal pin. Her age seems impossible to tell, but her hair is a brilliant shock of white, luminescent in the darkness and worked into an impressive and imperial cut. What's a high-back dress, Dave? <laughs> it's like it's a like chair. like a dress with a bit of a chair hanging out the <laughs> it's top? It's like a chair dress. It's, it's like a hoodie. Are you describing a hoodie? It's for good posture. I know what Dave means. Yeah, help me out here, man. Throw me it's a fucking lifeline. It's one of those Tudor dresses that has yeah. like a big thing coming up the back of it. You fucking... See, Ben has like to a, back like me a, up. I think it's like a high collar. Or like high it's neck. funny that you that that's the back. It's just an extension at the back. I mean... That's like saying a girl with long legs has a long bum. <laughs> well, when you think about it, that's true. Where's the lie? <laughs> do we? Um, do they put us in a booth or in one of the ringside they tables? They place you on a small table and you see that some drinks have been laid down on it for you. Oh, goody. And um, Justine says, if you need anything, um, you can come to the bar yourself or just ring this bell. And she places a small, pla- small platinum bell 
beside I ring the you. bell immediately. Okay. Oh, okay. Ba 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 Bastard, okay. Bastard. I'm right here. I mean, this is a bell to summon me if I'm not. Will okay. uh, Eleanor be in attendance this evening at the festivities, show, battle, well, dance, Eleanor. strip? <laughs> what, what, what is going to happen? Eleanor is currently already in attendance. She's just over there. <gasps> Which one is she? Do you see the high back? You look dress? again at the, at, the, at the, as I said, the man in a suit and the woman with the white shock oh. and beautiful architectural hair. And who's that fellow with her? Why, that's Lord. Well, I probably shouldn't say, actually. Uh, if you need anything that's not. But do, do uh, though. Go on. Who is he? <laughs> well, I. I Make a persuasion know? check if you want. Ooh, I'm going to try and persuade her. Here we go. Oh, that's a hot, spicy. Five plus two is seven. <laughs> seven, Dave. Seven is not good enough. Mm, okay. May I say one thing we like around here is good cheer. One thing we don't is a lot of questions. And as mm. she says that, she put she takes your empty goblets and she empty goblets. No, they are the empty goblets, and there's some two small canisters. And as she's talking, she takes one and she places it in front of you, banknote, and then she unstoppers a beautiful old cut um, diamond cut decanter and starts pouring a whiskey out in front of you. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, if you'll leave us to it, uh, we have some business to attend to this evening. Please uh, leave. Baston. Baston. Yes, banknote. She stoppers the she stoppers the decanter and she's she starts picking here. up the next one as you go. Keep going. Oh, she's she's listening to us as we speak, banknote. I, I, yes, I, I know she's listening. I'm trying to get her to leave. So excuse me, madam. Um, we have some business to attend to. Please, um, I mean, I don't know exactly how to say this, but the adults are talking You're now. pouring rather slowly. Can you speed and that up? You, you couldn't pour slower if you were, uh, <laughs> if, if, if you were uh, putting it back in the bottle. Sorry, hmm. which of you gentlemen had royal, which of you had neat? I'm, it doesn't matter. Just leave us. We have a job to do. I'm fine, very sorry. Fine. I have a job to do right now. Which of you had royal, which of you had neat? I had royal, but also go to bed. What you know what? I had, you know what? I had the neat one. There Here's the canisters. Go help yourself. And she's kind of irritated and she swishes off and she the leaves. The service here is terrible, by the way. Anyone? Baston. Baston. Sorry, Look at me. Who? Look at me. Look at my eyes. Uh, oh. Look at me. Okay. Strike. I need you to do what something color is that? very important. Okay. Is it like a gray? I, no. What would you call that? Concentrate. Concentrate. What? Baston. Yes. What? Yeah. Okay. I, I am going to go over there and talk to Eleanor Grundle. I'll come and with you. Her, and, try, and try and convince her to come back to the resistance, okay? Great idea. I need you to stay here yes. with these drinks and these chips and don't move, okay? <laughs> Do not go anywhere. Is it Promise me. Hazel? Promise me. More like a black. What? <laughs> okay, Banknote, are you going? Over? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> Alright, so Banknote, you start making your way slowly across the room. Um, Eden and the other glass and the canister, the stoppered vial is still in front of you. Hmm. There's a there's there's so there's a drink that's open and a drink that is closed. That was the, yeah. So so banknotes drink was open, um, but yours isn't. Um, is still stoppered. Well, I'll just swap them over and drink his one. <laughs> okay. Just in case it's poison day. So you don't. Yeah, all right, okay. <laughs> so, so the way you're making there is it's more likely that Dave has engineered a situation in which I would be poisoned than you would be poisoned. Well, it's just because um, she... Oh, wait, hang on. She opened... Mm. She, well, was look. About, she was about to pour you a drink. I mean, you can do what you want. So you got to drink banknotes drink. Hmm. Do you know what? See how long it takes Hing to... Uh, banknote to have this conversation because maybe Baston will have a very long think about this. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, it's passed on <laughs> stairs. He just stares at the glasses. <laughs> Two drinks. Meanwhile, upstairs, the uh, you make your way up the stairs to the third floor, Bobby and Filge, and the area seems to be mostly cl- um, abandoned. There are low-lit gas lamps dotting the sides of the corridors and a long hallway at the top of the third floor with three doors coming up the side. What do the doors look like? Identical? Uh, yes, they're, yeah, and they all... That's, I mean, essentially, yeah. Okay. Well, what you say essentially, what's the... Okay, well, um, they're all made of timber. They all have door handles. They all mm-hmm. have keyholes. Um, one they're of all make a perce- make, no, You're going to make me do this. Make a perception check. Okay. That's a 17. Okay, 17? Yep. All right, you look at the doors, and you can tell, by the way, that one of them scratches the floors that it suggests that it's used a lot more often than the other one. Another one has slightly damp footprints in front of it, suggesting that somebody often comes out while dressed in a towel or damp from the bath, suggesting that it's probably a bathroom. And you see breadcrumbs on the third door handle, suggesting that someone eats inside them. All of this flashes out beautiful mind style. You happy? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test the door. Um, I'm just going to inspect the door with the um, that's used the most. Okay, so you look at it and you can see the, it opens easily. It's, it's not currently locked, though it is lockable. And the door swings open to reveal a sumptuously appointed personal office. Um, two large heavy wooden bookcases flanking the door, a, a giant old-fashioned wooden desk and fireplace, and behind the desk is a large portrait of a woman in a high-backed, tightly cinched dress with beautiful white hair, and written underneath, it says, Eleanor Grundle. This is her office. Yeah. Should we say hi to her? I think that's a painting. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty good, and you know, like you know how they say that sometimes, like the eyes follow you around the room. It doesn't do yeah, that, like but that it is dog. still very <laughs> realistic. Remember that dog that, with the human eyes? Oh yeah. Oh, I, paintings give me the heebie-jeebies after that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry, Ben, you're 100 percent right. We're not going to get through this adventure. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, um, I'm going to do an investigation check. Okay, cool. Um, what are you investigating for? Well, I'm looking around for like hidden sort of po- like places secret where you doors. Hide, hide something or like secret drawers, doors, um, mm-hmm. things like that. Make a little roll for me. That's 18 plus 6. Okay, um, running your fingers around carefully, um, you don't, luckily, you no traps go off or anything, and you notice a pair of hairline hinges on one side of the painting, on the other side of the desk. Okay, so I'm going to try and, like, um, swing it out like it's hinged. See yep. if, that, if I can work out, make it work. It very carefully and quietly uh, slides open, revealing a Im- recessed safe on the other side of the portrait with Ooh. a that looks like, a, you know, with a lock on it. Okay. Um, 
What do you reckon? Should I give it a go? Yeah. Well, you just, what kind of, um, is it a dial or how is the safe locked or is it a picky one? It's a, um, just a, yeah, it's a key. Okay. Oh. All right. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, so that's, uh, 12 plus, um, where's all my sleight of hand? 10. Oh, 22? 22. All right. It, it's, it's easily, um, you work it out. Three tumblers, very simple mechanism. Can you make a perception check for me as well? Yes. That's a 15. 15. 15? Okay, um, you work. You make quick work of the lock, um, and as you withdraw your uh, little tension talk, it you hear a snap, and you look, and you see that a fine silver filament that is laid inside the lock has been severed. Ah. And there's a click, and the safe door opens. Okay. Does it seem like a magic, like alarm kind of thing, or is it just like looks a- like a mechanical alarm sort of thing? But it's not making any sound. Okay, um, and what's in there? You can see a sheaf of papers and a small pouch and what looks like a black ribbon with a pin with a beautiful fire opal on it. Okay, um, I'm going to grab the whole lot and say to Filge, I think we need to get out of here straight away because I think that alarm is going to notify somebody. Okay, you grab it and you race towards the door and as you head towards the door, you suddenly hear footsteps, two pairs of footsteps coming down the corridor. Are there windows to the outside? No, this is all an interior room. Okay. Um, is there room to hide behind the painting? No, there's not. The, there's the, the desk and the bookcases, possibly. Okay. Um, uh, Bobby's going to hide. Bo- Bobby, you hide. I make an excuse. Uh, okay. <laughs> make your hide. Make your stealth check. Yeah. Uh, it's an 18 plus deception. No, stealth. Yeah. Stealth. Uh, yeah. 28. Okay, uh, you dive behind the desk and hold your breath as you hear the footsteps coming around the door. Meanwhile, downstairs, banknote, you have made your way to the table um, with these two somewhat gothic-looking figures. Um, excuse me, uh, madam, sir, uh, lord. Uh, might I be able to introduce myself? My name is... Are you taking my a seat or are you just stand? I just so I understand how... Uh, I'm just sort of... I guess I'm... Uh, they're in a booth, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's yeah, I guess I'm I'm, guess I'm where the waiter would stand. Great. Okay, booth. Grundle uh, is like let's... making eyes at who, like clearly security people. Um, you know what I mean? Like she's making those eyes across the room to alert people of what's happening. But she hasn't uh, rung her bell yet. She hasn't rung a bell okay. um, and Silas is doing the same. His name's Silas, is it, Ben? Ben. Is that his name? <laughs> I mean, does that help you in any way? <laughs> well, no. well, well. The name Silas? Hmm. I wonder what clues there might be in the word Silas. Well, if I quickly Google the Please word Silas, as I'm the allowed to out do. of the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, you, sorry, what were you saying? We interrupted you, Banknote. Uh, I'm standing over, I'm standing over and kind of uh, looking down and going, uh, excuse me, uh, sir, madam, my lord, um, I, uh, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Lion Shield Banknote of the Rutherglen Banknotes. Uh, madam, I believe you knew my father. And Silas, for that is his name, says to um, uh, Grundle, I I was rather under the impressions of the pride. You, I, you I, assured I, I, me, uh, dear Eleanor, that uh, we would not be disturbed tonight. And uh, it does I, seem that that is what's happening. So, um, 
well, shall I gather my things? I, I sort of thought, and she's like, um, no, please, I will take care of this. <laughs> is darling, that the voice? This is the voice, darling. Uh, you seem lost. I think your table is over there. Take yourself, take your little face, and get out of my area. Okay? Do you see this bell that I have? I have not touched yes. it yet. I do not need to touch it because you're smart. You're a smart little boy. Okay? Now, meanwhile, while you're, I'm just going to leave you there for a second. Um, best on you're watching this happen at your table. Mm-hmm. And you're just still just sitting quietly, so they're, they're sort of having a little conversation. Yeah, I'm being incognito, but ready to strike. Okay, um, Justine Plummer walks past again, and she's like, uh, it won't be long now until the first match. Uh, top up your drinks? Uh, listen, uh, how do I uh, make a bet? Is there a prospectus or something, a form guide? She how flashes w- you a very charismatic smile, and she says, you simply need to give the chips to me and tell me. The first match is up is uh, Claudette Delacure versus Punch-Up, uh, two of our brightest prefects. Wow. Okay, well, look, let me just count all my money, and I will give you how much I have. What? Yeah, hello? Well, you in have two, in front of you, you have 2,000 dragons worth of chips. Well, take one 10% of my chips. As a tip? No, not as a tip. What have you done for me? <laughs> Justify I, I, this tip to me now, you saucy girl. It is customary to, to uh, tip your uh, croupier. <laughs> Ben, you don't know your own job. <laughs> That's not the job you're doing. No, it's not the. <laughs> Look for the drinks alone. I mean, I know they're gratis, but um, obviously uh, they are not necessarily conventional. So it is typical. This here, just take one hundred of my chips and leave me alone. I'm busy looking sp- spying right now. Okay. Okay. Get so out you, of my business. So you give her two hundred dragons for, worth of chips. Yes, on Punch-Up. She sounds <laughs> good. <laughs> 200, 200 dragons on Punch-Up. Excellent. Um, so, Banknote, you're still there. And she's yeah, she's made it clear she's not happy, but you, you, you're, this is not an outright dismissal yet. Uh, what, what, uh, you, the, this bell, you, there's no need for the bell right now. I, I simply have some questions regarding uh, my father. You see, he's missing, and um, I'm just trying to... Uh, uh, get, uh, get back in contact with him. Yeah. Might I? Um, I am might so I be able to get? An, uh, might, I, might I be able to organize another time to speak with you, ma'am, at a, a more convenient uh, period? Sorry, darling. What did you say your name was? Who was your father that I meant to know? Uh, my name is uh, Lionel Banknote of the Rutherglen Banknotes um, Distillery. She like visibly uh, fine s- gins and mediocre. They uh, both foods. both people at the table visibly stiffen at that. What kind of stiffen? <laughs> like, like in the in the in like, the pants, like shaftily. Yeah, in the no, p- in the pant region. In shaftily, yeah. Shaftily, um, and in she, the pant. She she keeps her smile, but it kind of wavers a little bit, and, and she it drains like, from her eyes. And um, and uh, and Silas, Lord Silas, goes. Well, that's an unwelcome name, isn't it? Gosh, you know, you think you know an establishment, then all of a sudden you've got banknotes up in here. And um, she leans into you, like gives, puts a placating arm on his um, sleeve and leans in and goes, I don't know what you're doing, darling, but you need to stop right now, okay? 
and then that's it. That's all she uh, says. Okay. She turns back. She turns. Oh, well, she pointedly yeah. turns her back to you, and um, and starts talking in hushed whispers to Silas. Okay, then I'll just go back to um, uh, Baston, then I guess. Okay, so you're, head, you're heading back to your chair. As you um, as you head head down, you hear a, a a bell ring, and a few more people have entered the room now, and a bell begins to ring as. Justine calls uh, Plummer is in the corner and she calls final bets final bets please ladies and gentlemen uh, Bastard sorry it, it, it seems to me that some of these chips are missing from the pile I Do bet you know on a girl called Punch Up she sounded lively Bastard <laughs> damn it I what did I say to you before I left here I have no memory of that <laughs> no you're li- look at me with your big dumb eyes I can see you do have a memory you do have a memory you keep saying you don't remember, but I can see it in Look, your eyes. Look, it was only do- 200 chips. You never let me have any fun. You could bet as much as... You're a monk! You're not supposed to be gambling! <laughs> <laughs> Truly, you have humbled me, Banknote. This is not a way of the eleven. I will place 200 chips on the other girl to balance it. <laughs> Justine is back in an instant. It's almost yeah. like she can hear you from the other side of the room. Sorry, was that another bet? 200 on the other girl. But that would... The odds are identical. That would... Um, and we would still take our cut. You understand? If you bet on both girls, can you lose? Well, so be it. <laughs> so be it. Is there something wrong with the refreshment, sir? I noticed you haven't poured. I have a suspicion that it's poisoned. Is it? Excuse me? <laughs> the beverage you served me, poisoned? Ah, Make cool. an insight check. Make an insight check. Even before she says anything. Ooh, 22. It, she seems genuinely aff- offended that, that she, poison is the furthest thing from her mind. And she says, you, you ordered the royal, yes? It is considerable difficulty to procure, obviously. Why would we wish to poison people who are placing very generous bets in our establishment and that we hope to have back? If there's something wrong with it, we can bring you anything you like. I'll have some water. And my friend here will drink both of these. <laughs> banknote? Okay. And banknote, and, and you take the, and pour it out into the glass in front of banknote? Mm-hmm. All right, you unstopper the vial, the, the lead vial, and you pour out, and a stream of ripe, um, oxygenated blood fills the goblet. And she looks at you and she says, The very best quality, recently sourced. Meanwhile, upstairs... The footsteps coalesce into the figure of two quite small, um, about 15-year-old-looking girls, both in Switchmire school uniforms, with badges uh, proclaiming them as junior prefects, holding hands, one of them holding a lantern, as they walk slowly into the room to see you there, Filge. Boo! <laughs> You're the new girl, what are you doing here? Nobody's allowed Mrs. Grandel's office! Well, what are you doing here in Mrs. Grundle's office? We saw the door that was open. Well, is that a reason to go into the office, girls? These are but- these are also these are these are twin sisters. So, Eden, if you uh, why don't you play Maisley Throp and Ben can have Lameria Throp. Yeah, yeah, I'm Maisley Throp and I'm mean. I'm a mean girl. I'm, I'm the new nice girl. Yeah, you ain't supposed to be in here, new girl. Well, I just went to bathroom and me got lost coming back. I mean, it all staircases and 
stone walls to me here. So to be clear, you, you, your excuse is that looking for the downstairs privies, you got lost, walked a flight of stairs upwards, took a left into a private office. I was looking for the upstairs privies. <laughs> me heard the upstairs ones were better. Hey, new girl, why don't you recite the house words to prove your worth to us? <laughs> At bedtime, we wear house-issued pyjamas. Damn it. Oh, that's pretty close, actually. She's yeah. past muster. She's, she's very good. We'll, we'll get out of here. No, no, absolutely not, Ian. I'm giving you <laughs> way too much permission. She's like, um, <laughs> you can't just be upstairs. It, this is this area is ex- expressly forbidden. We're going to have to tell Daisy Ribbon on you. <laughs> yeah, and Daisy Ribbon don't take no prisoners or brush her teeth ever. Me and Daisy are tight. Oh, yeah? Listen, girls, why don't you run back to your dormitory and tuck yourselves in? Wait, that's your dormitory. I sleep sleep next to you. You go in, I'll be in soon. And if you breathe a word of this to Daisy, you will wake up with the biggest wedgie of your life. I've already had a pretty big one. (laughs) (laughs) This is a pretty big play. These are prefects who are doing their job patrolling the grounds. You're a new student, but you're trying to intimidate them. Is that right, Alex? Yeah. Okay, cool. So why don't you make an intimidation check for me? They haven't spotted you, by the way, Bobby, just so Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So I'm going to need... You're going to need to beat... um, I think because there's two of them and they think there's only one of you, you have disadvantage on this. You need DC 13. Ah, I got 12. Okay. They look at you and they say, On your feet, miss. Back to the common room. And they... They seem to expect you to leave now. Um, I leave. Okay, so they take you back to the common room. And Bobby, you exhale as the room empties and you're still holding the sheaf of papers in your hand. Okay. Um, I'm going to take the opportunity to um, just have a look at them. Okay. Um, you see, They look quite complicated, sort of hard to understand. Uh, the majority of them seem to be declarations of sorts um, by various nobles, all signed or marked, um, and they are uh, discussing... Well, make for me, actually. Can you make an intelligence check? Because these are sort of legal documents. That is a 10. No, it's a 17. Okay, so, for instance, uh, the, the top one is, uh, you understand, is a letter uh, to, signed by someone called the Marquand de Corvo that is um, agreeing that in exchange for the erasure of a 20,000 dragon debt to the school that he is providing information of sorts as to the movements of the masked lords through the cities and there's an itemized journal showing the information that he's given and how much of his debt has been erased as i said there's also um the the beautiful pin and there's another clipboard that seems to have a list of people's names with dates and fluid ounces written on them okay um i guess i'll just go back to my quarters and wait for um, Backnote and um, best on to get back. Okay, so you're going to head back back downstairs? Yeah. Okay, so you head to the guest quarters and you very carefully lock the door behind you, giving you some more time to study the documents. Uh, Banknote and Baston, you are downstairs. Okay, uh, no thank you. Uh, that's all we'll have for, for now. Um, please go away from the table. Have we misunderstood? The, the Grundle School does its best to anticipate all the desires of our guests. Uh, did you 
were you both looking for the royal? I can take the whiskey away. No, I no, normally no, no, this have is fine. my this blood This is totally cooked. fine. Thank you so uh, much for this delicious drink. Like I can't wait rare. to put it into my mouth Maybe and medium, uh, just chug it down. It's fatty. <laughs> she looks a little confused and she sees the, another of the uh, sort of bartender prefects standing there by and she says, Mercy, if they don't drink in the next minute, let me know. There, there must be something wrong with the batch and she sort of wanders away. I don't want to drink the blood. It's not <laughs> It's not cool with me. Okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. You don't have to drink it. You don't have to drink it. I'll, you I'll notice be- at this point, by the way, that there are beautiful mirrors lining the room and that you can only see the reflections of some of the patrons of this bar. All of them are in black, many of them in suits um, and dark colours, and um, many of them with these metal goblets, including the lord that was at that table banknote that you were sitting at. Um, so so we can see his reflection or we can't see his reflection? They're in a booth. You can't see the two of them, but you can see some of the people at the other tables, and a few of them, you can't see their reflections. Okay, look, look, Baston. Yeah. I need you to. I'm. I'm gonna suggest something right now. That's probably. That, that's gonna sound very bad, but we need to both. We're in a war, okay? Right. Yes. And this is clearly a hive of vampires. You can see some of the people. You can see all of the students as well. It is a hive of vampires, <laughs> and it just happens What's that to last be. Last word. You keep mumbling the last word. I can't hear you. A hive of uh, what? Vampires. What? Speak up when you stop, no, boy. I'm not, no, because they, they they have preternatural hearing. Who? I'm not going to. The, the both of you make percep- Both of you make perception checks for me. Oh, fourteen. Uh, sixteen. Okay. Two heavily ringed hands clamp down on both of your shoulders. Uh oh. As you hear a voice saying. We're having a conversation about vampires. Oh, no. <laughs> and you turn and you see that the figure of Silas, the suited man, has left the booth and wandered over to the two of you as he pulls a chair opposite you and sits down between you, pouring uh, into his goblet from the decanter of blood. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, Banknote looks at Baston and he's like, like, uh, motion to him, like, let me lead this. Okay. <clears throat> Ah, yes, hello. I hope, um, I don't know if you can be trusted, but I am one of you. And then winks. <laughs> Standing in front of a mirror. Okay, it's fine. It'll work. It's definitely going to work. I'm so sorry. You're what? Landed yeah, yes, gentry, yeah. perhaps? A nobleman? I mean, <laughs> a poet? Yes, well, <laughs> as, as one a of man the of means? I believe I'm all of those I'm going things. to be very charitable and I'm going to say that the mirrors are positioned in such a way that you guys are in a blind spot. So at your table, you you can't see people, just so you know. <laughs> okay, and then fact note goes, well, you know what we like to do? <laughs> Bottoms up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and you just this is what we have to do. <laughs> the taste of blood is is metallic, uh, sharper than you expected, and nothing made you quite allowed you to anticipate how warm it is. It is being served at a very warm temperature as you start to drink down six <laughs> fluid ounces of warm blood. Watched only by the approving glare of Justine Plummer and one Silas of the Ebon Flame, vampire newly arrived in Waterdeep, and the horrified, frozen look 
of Baston Indrovic, who is not helping at this moment in any ways. But the bell continues as you see two figures um, start to step up onto the stage, each of them in the fighting garb, tight leather um, pants and vests with small daggers as they bow towards Miss Grundle, bow towards the audience and pull their knives into fighter's position. It seems that you have stumbled onto something very dark and you are in deep, son, to find out what happens next. Tune in to the next thrilling and kind of disgusting episode of Dragon Friends. Thank you! (laughs) Does this mean I can win your club? The Dragon Friends are Alex Lee, Michael Hing, Eden Lacey and me, Simon Greiner and we're DM'd by Dave Harmon and Ben Jenkins. Dragon Friends is recorded in our homes in this age of isolation. Shakira Khan produces and designs our website. The podcast is mixed and mastered by Hugh Guest with music this episode by Tom Cardi. Bye! Where's Best on? He was training in the jungle Bobby Pancakes He was running with the wolves Where was Beals? Learning to read from the talking dog Yeah he runs his papa's company Dark Lord's tribe He's a very naughty man Fire together The life of hope we call the dragon friend And me start at ten? Yes yeah. We won't get to we zero but that doesn't matter Okay Ten Start again, sorry I didn't realise I was second <laughs> 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 Mom deserves the best And there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day Than Whole Foods Market They're your destination for unbeatable savings From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers And irresistible desserts Start by saving 33% with Prime On all body care and candles Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.